welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. Disciple. The true disciple of Christ. You can add Christ to it. The true disciple of Christ. The true disciple of Christ. Lift your right hand and speak the language of the Spirit. I love it when you speak in tongues. Just speak in tongues. Regada Bahasha. Pray in 30 seconds. Lagados Kabalanta Kebalala. Lembranda Labadaba. In the Nanamashanda Dabaha. In the Lababayaka Sataba. Ekabarata Baba Bakaso Dabaha. Rakata Lababa. I'm hearing a song. I don't know whether that's, that's what you are playing. There is beyond. There is. Jesus keeps me near the cross. Caristus. Help us with the words. Let's sing this song in two minutes. I'll preach.
disciple of Jesus Christ. The true disciple of Jesus Christ. The time has come for the church to pay attention to discipleship. There is a need in our time to grow as disciples and not just as church members. The call to discipleship has become so needful in our time because the quality of the church is dependent on the level of discipleship a Christian is working in. The state of a church is, the, is, is reflected in the state of discipleship in the church members. And the more we begin to look like Christ, the more we become stronger disciples. The call to Christianity is a call to becoming a disciple of Christ. But what do we see in our time? We are seeing a time when people are becoming more selfish, self-conscious. Everybody wants to claim autonomy over their lives without knowing that the call to Christianity is a call to being a slave to Christ. No Christian who claims to be a true Christian isn't a slave to Christ. So, when you become born again, your main focus should be that I want to look like Christ. That statement is an application to discipleship. Salvation is not discipleship. Salvation ushers you into an opportunity to become a disciple. Are you here with me? So it is like um, you being a Ghanaian, you have the opportunity to become a president. But not every Ghanaian will become a president. So salvation gives us the opportunity to go beyond the point of giving our lives to Christ and begin to look like Christ. And it doesn't happen overnight. Every one of us are, uh, is in a particular level of it. I am in a different level. You are in a, in a different level. But all of us are not there yet. And that is why the call to discipleship is very important. Because the more you become a disciple, the more you'll be rested in the Lord. The more you'll be cool with your God. No matter what comes your way, you will understand something that a follower does not understand. Follow the teaching. You cannot be intimate with Christ if you don't submit to him as your Lord. There is no intimacy between us and the Lord if we don't submit to him. If we don't submit our days, our will, 
our destiny, our choices to him as our Lord. So you can step into the kingdom and not be discipled. And that is where the enemy takes advantage over us. That is where the church becomes weak. Because a church that is filled of people who are not in the process of discipleship will not grow a church into a strong church. A, no, if you have a church member who is not being discipled or who is not desiring to be a disciple, that church member will become a problem on you all the days of your life. And that is why this message must be taken very seriously. Those who get intimate with Jesus Christ are those who do what he says. If you want to get intimate with Christ, and that is where God wants us to be, you have to begin to do what he says. Not, not, you see, we should not know this in our head. We are having too many head-filled Christians and not heart-transformed Christians. We are knowing too much and doing little. A Christian who will be a disciple is a Christian who knows and does what God says you should do. Jesus did not come to gather crowd. He came to transform nations. So we don't just come to him. He comes into us. We don't just come to Christ. Christ enters into us. And that is his main agenda. And when the process of Christ entering into a Christian is what we call discipleship. Many have come to him. But few have allowed him to enter into them. Because if Jesus enters into us fully, ah, what a glory it will be. John chapter 15 verse 14. So the Bible said that Christ in you is not just, it's not just saying that you come into Christ, but Christ in you Is the hope of glory. So when we allow Christ to establish himself in us, we have no option. There is no option for our life. We will end up in glory. No matter what comes your way. But when we leave Christ and we live our lives, anyhow, and we determine what we do, and we become like the world, you will see that you have to fight all the days of your life to be placed in life. But when you allow Christ to dwell in you and direct your life and you obey his word, obedience to his word will just take you into his glory. I pray that this month eh, something miraculous will happen to your heart. He said, ye are my friends if ye do whatever I command. I command you. Amplified version. We become his friends when we do. He said, you are my friends if you keep on doing the things which I command you to do. If you keep. <laughs> so the whole thing, eh, Ben, is about consistently following. 
consistently obeying consistently submitting consistently nothing is built without consistency nothing is built without consistency if you keep obeying me then you become my friends it's just a, it's a simple English give me the NLT of that if you keep obeying and that is why the enemy wants to show a spirit of disobedience in us so far as he gets us to disobey he's okay his main agenda is 70% down he said you are my friends if you do what I say or what I command slavery to Christ is not secondary to discipleship slavery to Christ is not secondary to discipleship if you want to reflect Christ you must be a slave to him yes that is the only point you will look like Christ 21st century Christian doesn't want to hear that we must become slaves to him a slave obeys the commands of his master if we miss that eh, we will never we will sing songs that looks emotional we will sing songs that looks like we want revival we will sing songs like we want to be the best for God and we will never get there because we miss out on the fact that we are slaves of Christ this is not a very nice message to preach even in a conference the host pastor will get angry with you because it will not it will not move the people to give but the truth of the matter is look you can castigate Jehovah's witness you can bust them you can bust them but I have not seen any group eh? Jehovah's witness Muslims I have not seen any religious group even if you go to the Hindus the Buddhists you see there is an agenda to frame you into what they believe if you have Jehovah's Witness friends, you will know what I'm talking about. They are all the same. And they seem to know the scriptures. All of them. Why? Because they disciple them. There is a process. And I pray that apart from our other things, the spirit of discipleship will not only fall on the church it will not only fall on the pastor but you yourself eh, you will have a craving to grow as a disciple a craving because that is what will direct you or drive you to know more about the Lord sometimes I expect that when I finish preaching some of you send me messages pastor you said this I didn't understand can you throw more light on it or during the week, you are going over the message. You are listening to it on Facebook. And you hear something. Because sometimes when we are preaching, that is where the journalists play the trick on the public. When a pastor is preaching on salvation, sometimes he will just jump into prosperity in the middle of the message. Like the way I do. I'll be preaching and I'll jump into marriage and come back. And then the journalists will just go and pick that simple short part. And they blow it. 
not allowing the man of God to have time to break it and then it becomes a problem in the public but I expect that after teaching and preaching you should send a message pastor I understood everything but this particular one I wish you could clarify and some do it some even who are not in the church who are outside the country when they listen they send a message say man of God you said this I don't understand can you throw more light on it if I realize that it's a deep question is asking I tell them they should give me one week I go prepare and I give it to them say yeah I now get it it doesn't mean that you don't respect your pastor no it's just because you want to be a disciple because you will be in a position one day to explain certain things to people you have been a Christian for 15 years you cannot even defend the doctrine of salvation it's a big problem and may, may we use much eh, to reorient ourselves so that the rest of the year we will personally begin to pursue to become true disciples of Christ you say amen. amen slavery to Christ is the exact description that Christ himself gave about the personal relationship he will ever have with anybody that is what he said and that is what he described that his relationship with anybody is going to look like a master and a slave so on the day you gave your life to Christ you received it as your Lord and personal savior so the description of slavery is not a man made sermon anytime you move out of the um zone of being a slave to Christ you move into the zone of being a slave to the enemy so many addictions in our lives is because of the fact that we have stepped out of place we are out of place we are out of place he said you will continue to be you will be my friends if you continue if you keep doing what I tell you to do our relationship with Christ is a relationship of a master and his slaves. That is why he will defend you. That is why he will not allow any enemy to enter into his camp and take you out. Because he knows that he is responsible for these ones. So just like David in the wilderness, a lion will come for one of the animals and David will go for the lion Tear them up and pick the animal because he knows that he's responsible for this flock. And that is the same thing that runs through a pastor and the sheep. So sometimes you say, oh, pastors are too possessive. It's not big. It's, 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 no, no, no. You don't understand. You will understand if you start have children. And those who have children, they will understand. You understand if you are made head of department in your company. You understand if you, you, you own your own company. You will see that there is always a sense of strong responsibility to your tax. So as long as we submit to the Lordship of Christ, He takes care of our needs. Psalm 23. He takes care of it because He knows that we are His 
and we know that he is ours. Is the understanding coming? John chapter 12 verse 26. Now, so I told you that Jesus described his relationship with anybody in the sense of slavery to him. So the Bible said that if any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. So our relationship with Christ cannot be without us being true slaves of Christ. And this sermon is just, is just emanating from the General Vazir's message on the 38th anniversary. As I listened to it, he made a comment that we will become slaves of Christ. Give me a, a softer version. If anyone serves me, he must continue to follow me, to cleave steadfastly to me. Follow me, number one. And what? And what? Cleave steadfastly to me. Conform wholly to my example in living. Wow. <laughs> I'm not the one saying it's in the Bible. We must conform holy. Holy means totally. In fullness. In living. The way he lived, we must live. The manner in which he related with people, we must do. And then he said, and if need be, in dying. So the way he lived, we must live. And if need be, the way he died, we must die. And wherever I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Slavery to Christ never comes with shame. It comes with honor. The honor of the Father will come upon that man that becomes a slave to Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John chapter 15 verse 20. Remember the word that I said unto you. Give me the GNT version of this quickly. Time is against me. Remember what I told you. Slaves are not greater than their master. If people persecuted me, they will persecute you too. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours too. So the direct relationship between us and Christ is a master and a slave phenomenon. That is the only way you can be transformed. If you don't see it that way, you will just be in the kingdom and never feel any compelling force to submit yourself for transformation. The purpose of us hearing the word of God. The purpose of us being in church. The purpose of us being a part of a local church. The purpose of us receiving the Holy Spirit. is not for us to be containers of the Holy Spirit. But for us to become conduit. Conduit that have been transformed by the Spirit. And they can also transform others. 
God did not give us the Holy Spirit for fashion. He didn't give us tongue speaking for no, 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 no. Tongue speaking must be an overflow of the workings of the Spirit in our lives. I pray that we will all change and pattern ourselves to become true disciples of Christ. Listen to the opening words of several New Testament writers. Like if you start reading the Bible in the New Testament, you will hear the words that they say. You will see that they give an indication of the fact that they are slaves to Christ. Let's run through a few of them. Romans chapter 1 verse 1. Some people like today you change my voice. Romans 1 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called, give me the GNT of all this. I'm running through, please. From Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, and an apostle chosen and called by God to preach. So you see that word, a servant of Christ Jesus. Give me Titus chapter 1 verse 1. From Paul, a servant of God. So you see Paul, a very deep grace teacher. No, nowadays we have a lot of teachers who, when you preach about slavery to Christ, they say no, you know what I mean? No, we are, we are preaching an Old Testament message. But this is Paul who had all kinds of encounters with Jesus. He had all encounters of the Holy Spirit and in his introductory message or introductory words to a church, he will always say that he's a servant of the Lord. That is what drives a man to desire to look like Christ. Because a servant is not greater than his master. May that mentality continue to run in our lives even if God exhausts us to become major prophets and powerful apostles and business moguls and whatever you must remember. You see, he brings the servant before the apostle. The servant comes before the apostle. So thank God you, you see Jesus every morning. God bless you. When I woke up this morning and I just stepped out of bed and I opened the door, this was Jesus. And this is a daily encounter. I have it often. Jesus comes and takes tea with me. We thank God. We thank God. The other time I was driving and Jesus gave me sitting from. I saw Jesus in person. We thank God for such encounters. But beyond this, if your encounters will not take you into pride, you must keep in mind that you are just a servant. You are not the originator. You are just a servant. Because of time, I will pause going through all those things. Now, every disciple of Christ is a slave to Christ, of Christ, with Christ. Every disciple of Christ is a slave to Christ, number one, of Christ number two with Christ number three 
So to Christ, it means that to Christ means is a place where it becomes a place of submitting to what? An authority. Of Christ means you belong to him. With Christ means together with Christ we are serving the agenda of the father. So he said that if you obey me God will put honor on you because of me. So you are a, a slave to Christ, number one. A slave of Christ, number two. And number three, we are slaves with Christ Jesus. That is why he can call us brothers. That is why he's the firstborn of the beloved. We are also beloveds of the Father. Am I, am I teaching you something today? The fundamental aspects of slavery are the same features we see being used to describe a disciple and a master's relationship. There are certain things that describe slavery that are also fundamental in our relationship to Christ as a disciple. And that is why I say our relationship with Christ is a master and slave relationship. If we get it, eh, if somebody will catch this revelation, you will not become slave to sin and wickedness again. Because you will know that you don't belong to yourself or you don't belong, you don't own your body. You don't own your life. So Paul will say, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. To live is Christ. And to so the totality of my life, whether I am alive, whether I am dead, it is all about Jesus. And God is looking for people in our time and in our days. And may he find you and I to become those kind of people. The fundamental aspects of slavery are the features of our redemption. And I'm going to run through them and I'll close. I don't think I'll finish. I should be ending my sermon any moment from now. I think I'll do two and in the second service I'll try to do all. So when you go home, just follow. They describe the same emphasis scriptures put on our relationship with Christ. So I'm going to run through them Unfortunately for you, you will get only two. The second service will get all the nine. Hopefully. Amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. Now, we look at the first feature, number one. The first feature, number one, feature number one is that we are chosen. As a Christian, you have been chosen. Is that not the same feature as slavery? The master goes to the market and choose. He will see a lot of slaves and say, I want this one. I want George. I like the way his ears are. I, I, I want coffee menu. I like the way his biceps are out. So he chooses the slave 
and brings him home. So the first thing I'm talking about is that we have been chosen. Somebody chose us. The Lord chose us. So don't say that media minobia. If you are useless, Jesus will never choose you. If there is nothing coming out of your life, who will go and buy an animal he knows that is useless? If you are a farmer, you intending to expand your kingdom like Jesus. Jesus is believing. He's working through us to fill the kingdom with souls. And you think you go to the market and choose a useless thing? If even it is useless to man, when it comes into his hands, the fact that he chose it, it means that he will have a purpose after transforming that vessel, he will use it for his purpose. So we have been chosen. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 to 5. Karlada Bahasha Barakatola. Even before the world was made, God had already chosen us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has already chosen us to be his. To be his. To be his. Through our union. With who? With who? Say Jesus is my Lord and Savior. So. As long immediately we unite with Christ. We become his. So that we would be holy. And without fault before him because of his love. God had already decided that through Jesus Christ, he, will, he would make us his children. This was his pleasure and his purpose. So listen to me someone. You have been chosen. So you belong. You have been chosen. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9. Oh Jesus. But you are the chosen race. The king's priest. The holy nation. God's own people. Chosen to proclaim the wonderful act of God who called you out of darkness into his own marvelous light. So child of God, listen to me. You have been chosen. And that is a fundamental aspect of slavery. Every slave is chosen in the market. So if we have been chosen by who? Jesus or by God through Jesus it means that you have to have that understanding that you are not on your own somebody looked at you and chose you even before the foundations of the earth wow number two we have been bought God has bought us. Every slave is bought. Every single slave has been bought. Sometimes it's not direct money, 
but to pay debt. So you have been bought. I have been bought. God has bought us with the highest currency in the world, the blood of Jesus. Say, I've been bought by the Lord. Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20. He bought you for a price. Are you here? Am I helping you? I'm helping you to walk as a Christian. So number one, you have been chosen. Number two, you have been bought. He bought you at a price. So use your bodies for God's glory. Amplified version. You were bought with a price that is purchased with a preciousness and paid for, made his own. So then honor God and bring glory to him in your body. The Christian has been bought. The Christian has been chosen. The Christian has been bought. In the, in the same book, 7 verse 23. 1 Corinthians 7 23. He said, you were bought with a price. Purchased with a preciousness and paid for by Christ. Then do not yield yourselves up. So you see, there is a reason why God commands holiness on us. There is a reason why God calls for consecration from us. Because number one, we have been chosen and number two, we have been bought. So he says, so then, do not yield yourselves up to become in your own estimation slaves to men, but consider yourselves as what? As what? Slaves to Christ. A place of submission and a place of acknowledging authority of Christ over us. I have been chosen. I have been bought. I am not in the market again. You are not in the market again. God has bought you if you gave your life to Christ. Let me do the third one. What do you think? The third one for you is that we are owned by Christ. We are owned by Christ. Because you can buy something and never own it. What do you be canal talk? If you take my shoe and you sport it and went to buy, it doesn't mean that it is yours. You are just bringing it to the owner. But this one, he chose us, he bought us, and we are his. We have become his own. I pray that these sermons will settle you in your Christian work. Yeah. You are not a mistake in the kingdom. You are not lost. You are not just in no, no, no. You are on purpose. You are known. You have been chosen. You have been bought. And you are owned by Christ. And that knowledge, this understanding must bring us into true humility. And true submission to our master, our savior, our Lord. Chose us, bought us owns us. Chose me. Bought me. Owns me. Say it with me. He chose me. He bought me. He owns me. He chose me. He bought me. He owns me. 
Romans 14, 7 to 9. I'm ending with this particular point. We do not live for ourselves only. And we do not die for ourselves only. If we live, it is for the Lord that we live. Wow! Let's read it together. Go back. Let's all read it together. One, two, go. So wait, wait. So you don't die for yourself only. So don't commit suicide. Are you here? You don't die for yourself only. So don't take a step. And think that it is just you. When you live, you also live for others. And when you die, you must die for others. When you are dying, you must die well. When you are living, you must live well. Because you are not living for yourself alone. And you are not living or you are not dying for yourself alone. Thank you, Jesus. If we live, it is for the Lord that we live. And if we die, it is for the Lord that we die. So whether we live or we die, we belong to the Lord. That is why you see we must submit ourselves to divine authority. That is why when we are misbehaving and somebody takes the word or pastor calls you and wants to advise you with scripture, you must not be proud. That is why when you, you we must honor the word, we must cherish our Bible. Because that is the manual, the manual that will navigate us in the kingdom life. We must cherish sermon time. Because whether we live or we die, we live and we die for him. Our life is because of him. Our death is because of him. Oh, Jesus. For Christ died and rose to live in order to be the Lord of the living and of the dead. So you see, whether, whether, listen to me, whether unbelievers receive Christ or they don't receive Christ, Christ has been made the Lord of the living and the dead. It is when you receive Christ, then you become his slave and he becomes you, your Lord. You personalize him now. You have been chosen. You have been bought. And Christ owns us. Hallelujah. 
the last scripture under this point Titus chapter 2 verse 14 so you see don't live to please anyone live to please the Lord and if all of us are living to please the Lord we will find out that we are actually living to please each other that is the formula when we all are living to please the Lord, we will find out that we'll be comfortable with each other because all of us are migrating through the same process to the same point of glory. I'm on the journey of glory. So should you be on the journey of glory. That is why when somebody dies, they say what? Call to what? Hallelujah. Yeah. We are all on the journey of glory. he gave himself for us to rescue us from all wickedness and to make us a pure people who belong to him alone alone Derek you belong to Jesus alone he does not share you with anyone alone He's a jealous God. Alone. We must give him our best. We must give him our heart. And we must submit to his commands. Commandment makes you a command in every area of your life. Obeying the commandments of God will make you a command. Yeah. Jesus. I hear this song. Adia why see when you sing these songs eh, these songs, those who composed them they didn't have truck and Benjamin. They had no money. They knew these messages. They appreciated these words that they were chosen, they were bought, and what they were owned by the Lord. When they think about it, and they sing this song, but we, until we get a shoe, until we get a marriage, until we get a house, we cannot sing this song. But I pray that from today, your place of understanding, your depth of understanding into who you are as a Christian will change everything about you. mean to me look there are some women eh, when a man marries them there's a kind of marriage that when you enter eh, you will sing this kind of songs because when you think about that can you imagine the woman married to despise son poverty is gone for the next five million years it is not measurable Jesus calls you and gives you access into the riches of his glory. He calls us into a life that he's not going to judge you. But every day he renews his mercy towards you. He covers you with the banner of his love just to make sure that you keep growing in him. He gives you space to grow. 
so that he can use you for his glory. What again? Can you compare this with money? May understanding come to us. May we not bring shame. May we not make God look like a liar. Sometimes we make God look like a liar before the world. Because all you are looking for is a child. And God, somewhere, somehow is, look, there are some stories that when, when you hear, your heart breaks. Heart breaks. I had a story where a woman was pregnant. He went to the hospital. One, one, one. It, it, it's a new story, so I'll, I'll not even say it because of how media has become. At the end of the day, she lost the child, the children, and she also died. If we know these things, he gave himself for us to rescue us from all wickedness and to make us a pure people who belong to him alone and are eager to do good. We must be eager to do good. We belong to him alone. He chose me. He bought me. He owns me. So don't wake up and say, Minyobia. You have been chosen. You have been bought. And you are owned by the king of kings. And the Lord of lords. Rise up on your feet. Adia. Adia. a true disciple and a true slave of Christ lift your two hands and pray in two minutes the father open the eyes of my understanding open the eyes of my understanding Understanding that I will not focus on things that I must not focus on. 
you all the praise. We thank you. Now we have many reasons why we should thank you. Now we know of many reasons and we understand of many reasons why we should thank you. We thank you for choosing us. We thank you for buying us. When even we have no decorations on ourselves. For the Bible says, whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We thank you for looking beyond our frailties and buying us. We were rejected by men, but you bought us. You saw something in us that men did not see. And we thank you for owning us. We thank you. Thank you, Lord, for coming through for us. Thank you for giving your life to make our lives a meaningful one. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Celebrate God with a good clap of The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.